uh, particularly for our mothers on this morning, simply God is. God is. Last week we talked about the fact that God is the great creator. He is the creator of both heaven and earth. He is the creator of all mankind. But this morning I want to remind you not only is God the great creator, Brother Johnson, but he is the great preserver of life. I said he is the great preserver of life. In verse 16, the latter part, the Bible said, I have surely visited you. How many of you know that you can depend on God? Not only did he say, Iris, that I have, y'all can tell I'm ready to preach, can't you? Not only did he say, I have visited you, but Yanelli, he said, and I have seen that which is done to you in Egypt. How many of you know that every now and again, Brianna, we're going to find ourselves in Egypt land? I'm not talking about over across the peninsula. I'm talking about right here in Bloomington. Every now and again, you're going to find yourself in Egypt land. Sometime Egypt is right in our home when we wake up in the morning. Sometime Egypt is that place we call job or work, Tony. Sometime we're going to find ourselves in a place of constriction, a place of enslavement, doing what we don't want to do, doing it as long or longer than we want to do it, and sometimes we find ourselves just trapped. Am I talking to anybody in here this morning? Am I talking to anybody that have found themselves in a place where they really just don't want to be? He said, I've seen that which is done to you in Egypt. You see, they were enslaved, Mama Margaret. They were enslaved in Egypt. Am I talking to anybody in here? Not only were they enslaved, Marcus, but they were oppressed. Somebody said, well, I didn't live back in the 60s. I don't know what you're talking about. The devil is a lie. See, to be oppressed means to be burdened. To be oppressed means to be kept, Sierra. To be oppressed means to be kept down by harsh and unjust use of force and authority. That's the problem with the world today. Many of our black young men are being killed unarmed and, and innocent because of misuse of authority. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Yeah, you didn't live in the 60s and you sure didn't live 2,000 years ago. But we live in a world where life, Satan, and sin will enslave you and will oppress you, Stephanie. You see, if it ain't gossip, it's jealousy. If it ain't jealousy, it's anger. If it ain't anger oppressing you and enslaving you, it's bitterness. If it ain't bitterness, it's drugs. If it's not drugs, it's I'm trying to tell you what to hold you down. If it's not drug, it's alcohol. If it's not alcohol, it's fornication. If it ain't fornication, it's lust. If it's not lust, it's financial crisis. Something in this mundane world will enslave you, hold you, grip you, and hold you you down but thanks be to God that God said I not only see you but God is able I said he's able listen to the text in the early part of 17 he says I will 
He said, I will. Not Oprah Winfrey, not Dr. Phil, but he said, I will. Not your mama, not your daddy, but he said, I will. Not your boo, your vanilla swell or chocolate drop, but he said, I will. Not your wife, not your husband, but he said, I will. Not your job, but he said, I will. Not your education, but he said, I will. What are you going to do, God? I'm going to bring you up and I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to bring you up and out of the afflictions of Egypt unto a land of the Canaanites. He said unto a land, watch this now, can't nobody do you like God. I said can't nobody do you like God. Some folk can temporarily assist you out of trouble but honey don't you understand sometimes they can get you out of trouble Monday but you'll find yourself in trouble Monday night but God said when I move you I'm going to move you from a place of destruction to a place of help. When I move you I'm going to move you from a place of desolation to a place of ever flowing blessing. He said I'm going to move you to a land which flowed with milk and honey. The word milk comes from the word kolob. Uh, kolob and it is the richness. Watch this now. It is the richness of cows and cattle. Produce, watch this, which produce the best cheese and milk. That's what the word kalal mean. You know, I don't understand. I don't understand all the ways of God, but I do believe that he is God because he has proven himself. Sierra, I can't tell you how a black cow will eat green grass, but give you yellow butter and white milk, but I know the God who, I wish I had some help, I know the God who created the cow. He'll bring you up and he will bring you out. Yes, that's the kind of God that I and you serve. God is a God who will bring you up and he'll bring you out, up out of your mess, up out of your sorrow, up out of the muck and miry clay of life. He will bring you up out of your bills, up off of your pills he will bring you up and out of your rainy days of pain our God will bring you up out of your strains of this old mean world I said God he is a God that will bring you up out of gossip up out of fornication up out of an abusive relationship up out of the nightclubs shaking your tail feather he'll bring I wish I had some help. He'll bring you up off of the gambling boat. He'll bring, I wish I had some help. I tell you, God is a God that will bring you up and he'll bring you out. Turn to somebody and tell him he's able. Come on, tell him like you mean it. He's able. Now I wish I had two people that'll tell somebody that he'll do it again. 
I tell you, we serve a God. He did it yesterday. And for some of us, he's doing it right now. But the glorious the fact is that he'll do it tomorrow. It doesn't matter how wide your sea is of adversity. God is still able. Doesn't matter how big the mountain is standing before you. Because God is, he's still able. It doesn't matter how dark the night because God is the creator of light and he's still able. Doesn't matter how big the storm is because he's a storm walker. He speaks to the wind and the wind obeys his will. And when it says peace, when it says peace, everything listens and the winds will be still. Can I give you something to shout about? You see haters, those green-eyed, jealousy monsters, they eat hater oatmeal, they drink haterade, they snack on hater bars, they eat hater steak for dinner. But how many of you know that when you serve a God like God, who is not only the creator, but he is a sustainer. How many of you know that he is more than able to give you power over your haters and the word he'll put on your tongue but before the word get on your tongue you got to have it in your heart that he is able and when you know God like I know God you're able to tell the haters let the haters keep on hating because God is still the preserver of life you might press against my body but he's able to save my soul take my life if you will but God is able to preserve my soul so I come to tell you he is I said he is he is the great preserver of life Egypt had been enslaved, uh, it had enslaved Israel for 430 years in Egypt land. Yes, Sister Claire, that's a long time. But on the 430th year, over 600,000 Israelites came stately stepping up and out of Egypt. How? I asked you this morning, how do you think they survived? Not only survived, Marcus, but they multiplied. How do you think they survived and multiplied if it wasn't the great God of heaven, the great I am, the master of the universe, the great creator did not preserve them. It was God that after every lash of the whip, he sprinkled a little mercy on their torn flesh. It was God that revitalized their bodies with energy after a hard day's work. 
in the sun and in the fields. It was God that put the strength in their shoulders and endured their body, helped their bodies endure the heat of the day. Yes, the Israelites got weak along the life's journey. They got weak along the way. They had some problems. I said, yes, they had some problems. I said, yes, they have some problems. But uh, let me tell you, they even got a little stubborn. But God was still God. Can I park my mule here for a moment and remind you that we are God, latter-day Israel. We are the chosen ones of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. And I need to tell you that sometime you got to serve God in the heat of the day. Sometime you're going to have some trouble in your way. And sometime you might even get a little stubborn. But you better know that God is still able. The great preserver of life. I said he's the great preserver of life. Can I open his manuscript? Can I just give you a view of his bio so you can remember that God is still the preserver of life? Take a walk with me if you will. Exodus chapter 2 verse 23 through 25. He heard their groaning. God still preserving. Chapter 3. Moses was commissioned as the great deliverer. What are you doing God? I'm still preserving. Exodus chapter 8. Egypt was plagued for the benefit of Israel. What are you doing, God? I'm still preserving. Exodus chapter 12. Israel firstborn lives. Egypt firstborn die. What are you doing, God? I'm still preserving. They made that journey by night from Ramsey to Succoth. What are you doing, God? I'm still preserving. They were led by God in Egypt. 13, where God was still preserving. Deuteronomy 8, providentially cared for by God. Exodus 15, they received a bit of water was made sweet for their drinking. What are you doing, God? I'm still preserving. Exodus 16, provided with a room service from heaven. The quails came down like servants, giving them food. God still preserving. Exodus 17, got water from a rock. God still preserving. Won a war by defeating the Amalekites. God still preserving. Exodus 18 organized their own government by the power of God. Had conversation with God and he led him. What are you doing God? I'm still preserving. Exodus chapter 20. The law was delivered. God still preserving. I tell you nobody can do you like God. Yes my Christian friends. Ladies and and gentlemen, boys and girls, God is the great preserver of life. I'm quickly reminded of just a few folk. I say I'm quickly reminded of just, I'm trying to close y'all. I'm quickly reminded of a few boys and a few folk that knew God and they knew him for himself and they knew that God was 
the great preserver. They had challenges before them. They had stormy days before them, but they held on by faith because God is the great preserver. You remember Noah, don't you? The son of Lamech. Noah was God's man. It had never rained down on the heaven from heaven, but Noah was going to obey God anyhow, and he built that ark out in a place where there lie no water. Folk laughed at him. Folk ignored him. They saw him gathering two creatures of every kind. But when the doors of the ark shut and the rain began to fall, 40 days and 40 nights outside of the ark were the dead bodies of disobedient men, women, boys, and girls. But how many of you know on the inside? On the inside. On the inside were preserved only eight precious souls who was obedient to the will of God. What were you doing, God? Although they laughed at my servant, although they ignored him, my word stands forever. And God warned them. Noah preached in the wilderness and he told them it was going to rain. But because they had never seen something that they never seen before, and the reason they never saw something that they never saw before because they didn't understand the God that they had always. You missed it. I said they didn't see, understand or believe something they had never seen, but the reason they didn't believe it because they didn't obey the God that they had always. Not only that, but as I go to my seat, you remember Daniel. Educated at the king's court. He was an interpreter of visions and dreams. He was promoted to the ruler over all Babylon and chief of the governors of all the wise men of Babylon. Daniel 2, 48 through 49. But that doesn't mean a thing when the devil desires you. Did you hear what I said? You can have the favor of God. But that won't stop the devil from desiring you. God will allow you to get the education that you want. But Satan will still desire you. God will let you build up your bank account. But that won't stop Satan from desiring you. God will let you rise to the social order that tickles your fancy but that won't stop Satan from desiring you the Bible says that the presidents and the princes sought out to find fault in Daniel they took Daniel and put him in a lion's den I want you to take your sanctified imagination as I go to my seat and try to understand what Daniel was. It was a lion's den. It was not the penthouse of a five-star hotel. It was the lion's den. It wasn't the comfort and comfies of his mother's loving home, but it was the lion's den. It wasn't the house of God, the place of prayer 
and healing. It was the lion's den. If the Bible says they put him in the lion's den, as I use my sanctified imagination, I can see a dark and gloomy place. I can see a place that smelled with the stench of death. As Daniel moved along in the darkness and the stench of death, I could see his feet kicking around bones of those that the lions had already devoured. If you listen real carefully, I can hear the breathing of the lions. I can hear the roaring of the lions. I can feel the fear that will come over one who don't have God. But that wasn't the case with Daniel. He knew the maker of the lion, but he also knew the keeper of the creation. He knew because he was faithful to God and God was a great preserver that he took a seat and he reclined and I can see him laying on the bellies of the lion using a lion for a pillow all because he believed in the great preserver of life and I come to tell you whatever lion den you're in today whatever trouble you got yourself in whatever mess is messing up your life whatever drama has got you drunk God is more than able because he is the preserver of life if he brought you to it he got the power to bring you through it he'll never call you without ordaining you with his grace and mercy he will equip you for whatever comes your way but if you're operating on your own you got every reason to be fearful scared out of your mind and crazy but if you are a faith walker a child of God a keeper of the law working for the master then you can sleep well even in the lion's den because you know that God is you know that God is not only the great creator but he is the keeper and sustainer of the creation and if you hold on to your faith it does not matter what you're going through if you hold on to your faith God is more than able and he will bring you through because he's promised not only does he see you but he is able to bring you up and to bring you out and notice where he pushed you. He pushed you in a place with all the richness of his creation. I dealt with the milk, but I didn't get to deal with the honey. But when you look at both of those terms in the Hebrew, what it talks about is the finest of the finest. It's the greatest quality of all honey. It's the greatest quality of all milk. And the synonymous word that you find is richness. The, the, the prophet said it this way. He's the God of the cattle on a thousand hills. Somebody said it this way. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Night and day that dwell within. When God moves you. Now you need to get this if you don't get nothing else. Sometimes we move ourselves thinking we go into a better place. 
But we end up understanding that the grass wasn't so greener on the other side. And we end up having to move again and again and again trying to find what only God can give you. No bed can give you rest. It can only give you sleep. Only God can give you rest. No quiet place can give you peace. That surpasses all understanding. Because how many of you know you've been by yourself in a quiet place and your spirit is all stirred up? You're filled with nothing but anxiety and fear. Only God can give you peace in the midst of a storm. But you can't play with him. You can't play with him. And you can't fool God. You can't say, okay, I'm going to come to church this time because I'm trying to get this new job. No, no, you can't say I'm going to come to church this week because I'm about to have a surgery. I'm going to come to church today because I want this new promotion. You have to be consistent. See, God don't want no roundaway girl. God don't want no slick player. See, you better learn that you can't play God. And let me tell you something before you hurt yourself. God ain't going to allow you to play with him. He ain't going to play your game. See, don't get it twisted because God give you some space. Don't think you're winning on God. What God is doing, what the old folks said a long time ago, he giving you space and time to get yourself together. But with that space of time, you connected with a cord. What are you doing, God? I'm going to give you enough rope. If you're here today and you need to be saved from your sins, you come to God by hearing the word of God, Mark 12 and 29. Believing it, Hebrews 11 and 6. Repenting of your past sins, Luke 13, 3 and 5. Confessing Christ to be the Son of God, Matthew 10, 32. And then be buried in a watery grave of baptism for the remission of your sin. If you do that and then live faithful unto death, Revelation 2 and 10, you'll receive a crown of life that shall never, ever fade away. The water is ready and waiting for you. Private dressing room is waiting for you. For what, Brother Miles? For you to be baptized for the remission of your sin. And allow the church. You don't join the church. That's a man-made term. The Lord will add you to the church. Acts chapter 2, verse 41 and verse 47. It's the Lord who adds to the church. Not a committee who votes you in. Not on Christian experience. You know, I don't understand that, how... how Churches take people in on Christian experiences when they're not a Christian. How do you come today on Christian experience? How can you come on Christian experience you're not a Christian? Mm -hmm. 
First Thessalonians 5.21, prove all things and only hold fast to that, which is good. We're going to stand right now. We're going to sing a song. This song is encouraging you to come. If you want to be baptized for the remission of your sin, come sit here on this front seat. If you need prayer, come sit on the front seat. As we sing, will you come? There's an old song I want to sing this morning. Just as I am. Just as I am. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thy Oh. oh. 